Hi, Cassie. How are you? Hi, Mildred. How are you? It's a pleasure to be here talking with you today. Yes, I'm glad to get to talk to you. I I see some of your work on Facebook, but we also get to meet up at meetings and things. So uh, what I'd like to do today, if you would, talk about some of your current works, what you're doing. We'll also be posting pictures and links to your website so people can see it. But if you'll just start by talking about some of your current work. Sure. So currently what I've been doing is I started to move into some metalsmithing and metalwork, and I had been taking classes um, from a, a metalwork artist, Leslie Hershon, and she's. I've been working with plain sh- uh, flat sheet metal, so sheets of copper or sheets of brass, and I've also been working with silver in the form of a clay form that mm-hmm. you – it's a lot of fun because it's sort of like playing with Play-Doh or sculpting with clay, and you can shape it into all different pieces. You can texture it. You can do so much with it, and then you refine it, and finally you fire it, and then all the – it's, it's – um, it's metal. It's silver molecules that are bound with a uh, organic binder. When you fire it in the kiln, the binder burns away, and you're left with a piece of fine silver or sterling silver, a hard piece of jewelry. So that's that's what I've been doing lately, working with flat sheet and then uh, form folding it. It's cool where you you heat it with a torch and you get it really hot. The metal when you do that, it softens up. And then you can manipulate it. So you can push the metal around then with a hammer or with um, uh, they're called chasing hammers or texture hammers, or you can fold it in half and you can put creases in it on, on an anvil and on a vise. So that's been, that's been a lot of fun because that line is completely made from, you know, everything is made by hand. So that's very satisfying to do that. It sounds fascinating. I mean, I see pictures on Facebook, you'll go, here's my new whatever, and there's a strange piece of equipment, you know, and you're all <laughs> excited about it. <laughs> I, um, I got an anvil for my birthday. <laughs> I was very excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so does it take, I know some of your earlier work, and you probably still do, you take, um, what do they call it, Up, upscaling or something? Upcycling. Yes, upcycling old, um, yeah. old vintage objects and turn them into jewelry. Are you still doing that as well? Or? I am. I, I still love to do that. So it's been a challenge for me to, to I guess it's moving forward as an artist where you, you have this desire to make something really completely from scratch. But yet I still love to repurpose and recycle those old vintage things, you know, like uh, hinges mm-hmm. and draw pulls and and buttons, all sorts of different things. So you never know. So I, I've been trying to fit fit the lines together. How can I have this line here that's all from copper and brass and silver, and how can I continue to do that upcycled line that I really love to do? Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of fun. Yes, I'm still doing that. So do you, what's your workshop like? Do you have it? Is it a big workshop? Do you need a lot of room to do this, or you, you I'm manage to? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty fortunate. I'm in um, my studio's down in the basement, but I have the the one whole section of the basement to myself, so it's pretty big, and I have it set up in stations. So if I'm doing, 
if I'm doing some beading work or I'm taking, uh, you know, old vintage pieces and I'm reworking them, I have a I have a table set up with for that. And then I also have a whole section for um, to use my torch. I use a map gas torch. I don't use an acetylene torch. And I have so I have a, a station set up for that because you want to make sure, of course, everything is fireproof and you're not going to light the house on fire, which wouldn't be good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then I have. I have my big anvil sort of in the center. I can work around that, and that's for all my metal forming and chasing. I have, um, what's my newest addition? Let's see. Oh, I have a nice um, shear that cuts the metal nice and even and straight, which is really helpful because I don't have to use hand shears. And then I have, um, I just got a drill press, which helps me put holes in the metal. So if I want to, instead of hand punching it, this makes a nice, neat little the hole wherever you want it. A punch can only go in so far in a piece of metal, but this I can put a hole anywhere I want. Mm-hmm. I think, what else do I have? Oh, I just have a bunch of little stuff. I have a pickle pot for the metal. Once you heat the metal, it gets a fire scale on it. And if you want bright, clean, shiny copper or brass, you have to put it in a pickling solution to kind of get that fire scale off. So I'm, I'm set up. I work around. I'm set up sort of in a big square. So how long did it take? I mean, you're an experienced uh, artist, but how long did it take you to learn the new process? Oh, that's a good question. Gosh, because everything is learning. You know, you start out basic and then you sort of move your skill set along. Um, yeah. I took I took well, this metal, I took a precious metal clay class in Great Neck Schools. They have a wonderful instructor there. Her name is Valerie Beal, who's a friend of mine. And she started me into the precious metal clay, the silver clay. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been working, and then I I took her class a couple of times, and then I worked on things on my own. And she's a friend, so I'll call her up for advice. And every once in a while, we'll have a play with clay date at her house, <laughs> and we'll do new techniques. Oh. And then mm-hmm. the metalsmithing class. Um, uh, this is the I just finished my second series of classes with Leslie. So she's, you know, you start out, and then you just learn. Or basically, what what I kind of do with her is I say. I want to make this. How do I do that? And then mm-hmm. she'll say, all right, well, you know, she'll walk me through the steps, and I'll do things, and I'll ask her questions. So we kind of go back and forth. And then once you learn. Uh, and the reason I'm bringing bottom. that up, and we were talking mm-hmm. about this a little earlier, um, and I know you've taught um, some basic jewelry classes at the Floral Park Library. You've mm-hmm. had classes is because you're a successful artist and you so you have the background of of the base you know the upcycling but mm. so this wasn't uh so far away from what you you know you have a good base but so yeah. many people they might see your work and go wow i i you know they have a vision and they don't know how to get started and so that's why I was asking you how you, you know, were able to add right. this to your, you know, to my, portfolio. To my repertoire, so uh, say. Yeah. Yes, I, yes. You, you start um, out with your, your basics, and then mm-hmm. it, it's really – I teach a basic jewelry class at the Floral Park Library. They've been very kind to continue. Uh, I do a series twice a year with them, and that really is mm-hmm. a beginner's class. And what I like to show people is that you can make these really wonderful pieces of jewelry – and it's not rocket science. It's not hard. It looks fabulous, mm-hmm. but the techniques are really easy. And that's the mm-hmm. whole point of those classes, to say, wow, look at what I made. 
and it's just a matter of knowing how to you know how to wrap a wire loop or how to work with jump rings or how to what paint do I use on this and then I'm happy that I started out that way sort of self-teaching and learning from a couple of different um, uh, beading beading places around the area because now mm-hmm. that I'm doing the metal work a lot of people that go into metal work they start there as a career you know they go to school for this this is what they want to be and mm-hmm. I find a lot of them are um, more purists, whereas I'm coming mm-hmm. from it the other way. I'm coming mm-hmm. from it having worked with resin and having worked with beading and having worked with these different types of glues and putting this all together. So it, it's almost more fun for me because I can incorporate other types of media, I guess you could say, into mm-hmm. the metalwork mm-hmm. because I'm coming at sort of at it from the, the a backwards way, maybe you would say, but it's just a matter of of finding what techniques you like to work with and what really mm. gives you joy. I I really like working with the metal. I like pounding it. I like moving it. It's just a lot of fun for me. Whereas mm-hmm. I will never be a beater and do peyote stitching because I, I, I tried that once and I have no patience for that. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm probably never going to work in glass because that's just not my thing. So mm-hmm. you, you try a little bit of everything, and you figure out what really makes you happy and what you find mm-hmm. the most interesting, and then you kind of go with it. And there's so much stuff you can learn on YouTube. Uh, YouTube is great, and there's a bunch of different Oh, um, so you so there's a lot of videos. Uh, I mean, oh, I know there's a there bunch are, of stuff but on, for this particular yeah. field that you're you always look so gleeful with – Look at my new machine, you know. <laughs> okay, that looks good. Yeah, I wouldn't what touch is it? it, but <laughs> I know you're like, what is but... it? What? I know, I know. I just what? What the heck did I just? What am I waiting for now? I'm waiting for. I had picked up at a garage sale a polishing wheel, like a grinder polishing wheel, because you want to polish the metal. You have to, you, mm-hmm. know, you have to grind down the rough edges. It has to be comfortable and smooth. So I mm-hmm. had picked up a cheapy thing from a garage sale and I finally just sprung for a really nice uh a really nice Fordham one where I can put my different buffs and wheels on and it's just gonna make things make life a little bit easier. Yeah. So, yeah. Um and no way for the so, tax rebate. Then we buy a piece of equipment. And another thing we discussed earlier, someone getting started. So okay suppose maybe they start taking a class which Honestly, that's how I got into computers as I took a class, you know, and so many things that I've got done has stemmed from, well, I took a class, you know, so even if it's not your final thing, or maybe jewelry isn't your, you know, someone's, you know, thing, maybe it's knitting, you know, take a class, Oh yeah. you know, I'm a knitter. And, and I know exactly what you mean when you find your niche like given a choice I knit isn't obviously just for women okay so they found something and now they're trying to start I know you do a lot of um fairs don't you do jewelry um events as well I'm not sure I can't quite remember I do I've talked about some of those the options yeah I've I've done jury craft shows, which tends to be a little higher end, and your work gets looked at by a jury, and they decide whether they want you to be in the show or not. 
So, I mean, I've been accepted, I've been denied, I've been waitlisted, you know, kind of through the gamut. I do a lot of local craft shows. Um, I have my shop on Etsy. And I started, you know, I started out small, and you, you do learn as you go along. But the one thing I would say to people if you're starting out is pick your name carefully because you don't want to be switching your name around a lot. So you want to think carefully about what you want the name of your business to be. And and you always want to think, what does the how would the customer, through the customer's eyes, so you want to look at your presentation of your products through a customer's eyes. Why would a customer come into my booth to look at my jewelry? You know, why would I want to go into somebody's booth? Is it because they have colorful tablecloths or they have an interesting thing in the booth? You know, um, I, I tend to try and think like that all the time because if you're the person designing it, you're not the customer, and you want to you want to know what the customer is thinking, what's good, what's bad. And I try to keep my branding very consistent from when I started out. So I, I did switch my switch up my name slightly, but my branding of my name is now consistent through all my platforms. So you're going to find Kathy Buckley Cats Meow on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, you know, on Facebook. Did I say that already? On Facebook. So my branding yeah. name is consistent, and then in the beginning my colors were kind of consistent, but I've let that go a little bit. So I always had this particular color tablecloth. But I do always have a chandelier in my booth, and people will find me <laughs> because of that chandelier. Oh, oh you don't have the chandelier. Um, yeah. Perfect. And I'm so, so glad you mentioned that because I work um, – uh, part of the Floral Park Chamber where uh, part of the Google Get Your Business Online Partners Program. Mm-hmm. And you just outlined exactly what you should do. Keep the name consistent, you know, the colors, the branding. It's like that's how it should be. I, I love the chandelier idea uh, as well, you know. So you can have fun with it like the chandelier, but it still is a good business choice. Yeah, that was actually uh, so, my husband's idea. So yay for him because that was a winner. <laughs> yeah, no, it's brilliant. I'll have to think about what I could <laughs> do. You know? How do you go about finding all these shows uh, or or picking which ones to do, okay. trial and error? or? Yeah, that's a good question. I, when I first started out looking for shows, because that's what I said, where, where the heck do you find these shows? Believe it or not, the Newsday, the the fun issue that they put out, mm-hmm. put out a big fun issue. And in that fun issue, it lists all different arts and craft shows. And I started there, and I would go to that section with the arts and craft shows, and I would – and I would um, – you know, look and see, which, where is this one? What is this one? And I would call them up or I'd go on the website and I'd see how much they wanted to participate, what type of people were there. And I did some general craft shows that were more flea markety kind of resellers. You know, they already mm-hmm. purchased material now. They're just reselling it. And that was a little tough. That wasn't really my market. But it, this is how you learn. You go or a really good thing to do is if you can – is the year before, because a lot of times you have to apply for shows, you know, when you're not even thinking about shows in January or February for summer shows or fall shows. What I what I try to do is I try to go to the shows that I think I might want to b- 
be a vendor at, and I go to them the year before, and I and I walk through the show and I see what type mm-hmm. of crowd is there, what's the venue like, you know, will my stuff fit in? And there's a couple of shows where I am just not high end enough. It's just some of the shows are real jewelers, and my stuff is just not going to fit in to that show and to that clientele. Uh, they they probably wouldn't pick me. Those are the shows I would get denied because I just don't have that quite that look. My look is just a little too a little more rustic. Mm-hmm. So, but that's a really good way to find out whether you think your your stuff is going to fit into a show. And then I always did the my you know Tulip Avenue Fair because that's my community, and I was always well received there. But that that's how I started out. You can do searches online, uh, New York City craft shows. And you'll find a, a whole list of things, or even New Jersey and, crash and shows. Even, a lot of people like out you there. say, starting off with your chamber of commerce and oh, connecting yeah. with them and doing their show, you know, because the whole purpose is for businesses to help businesses. So yeah, um, when I started my business, the first thing I did was join the chamber. Solid advice, no matter what. Solid, no matter where you are, how big the chamber is. It's definitely a good idea. I'd also like, now I work with uh, Constant Contact for email marketing. You know, there's others, but I've just worked with them for a long time. And they've just added uh, a feature where you can have send out emails and have a direct link and it'll automatically take the Etsy page and article item you want put the put the graphic in there and a few X and a link, you know, give a, a couple right, right. sentences and then click here and it takes you right there. Right. Now I really never worked with um, Etsy, but you, you know, you've been quite successful there. So do you have any tips? tips. Yeah. Yeah, jewelry, jewelry is very challenging because a million and one people make jewelry. So I, I have to say it, it's quite a challenging market to be into. And if you can find, and again, you, you kind of go through this evolution of finding your style and your niche, and then, what's the word I'm looking for? Being, you know, being dedicated to, this is the niche I like, this is what I want to do, and then you kind of work it to those people if you can. Mm-hmm. But Etsy, mm-hmm. Etsy, what I try to do on Etsy is, number one, take really good photos. And you don't have to have a professional photo shoot if you can get a decent a decent light box, and they're not expensive, but you need to have good product photos. And then B&H sells a, a paper, a gradient paper. It's not all that expensive that you can put in your light box so it looks almost like a professional photo. You know, Keep your backgrounds clear and uncluttered and show as much of your product as you can. And you always want to show it in scale. So either hold it in your hand or put it next to your business card or put it next to something that people will recognize how big that object is and they can see how your product is in scale with that. Measures I don't like up. to use yeah. the ruler. Yeah. I always put measurements Oh, and in. I love that you, you always use your business card, not always, but a lot. And it, it helps with your branding. Yeah. When every time I see that, I go, Ooh, I like that. Good. <laughs> You well, know. that the branding I had gotten from you when we did the the chamber did the Google the Google business small oh, business. Oh, so, that's great to hear because you re- I've really watched you 
develop and even even your the um, displays at the events how they've developed it's it's good it's good to know that uh, you know people it works i know it works but it's hard you know it's hard when you're trying to create a jewelry piece and run your marketing. Um, oh, how are yeah. you doing on Instagram? Are you oh. expanding? Because your stuff is perfect for that. Yeah, it's funny. It is. It's really hard because, you know, of course, I'm a nurse, so I, I work doing that also. But, yeah, it's really a challenge being a small business or a solopreneur, I guess, for me, mm-hmm. and doing all your marketing. Um, I try to educate myself again through you and through um, different webinars on SEO and the algorithms because Etsy's SEO and algorithm is different than Google's. So, uh, you know, that was a challenge for my brain. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you know, I try to educate myself that way. And then um, I do do Instagram. Instagram is so easy for me because you take a picture on your phone. If you have a good camera on your phone, you can edit it. You can crop it. Boom, you throw it on Instagram. You put your hashtags. I found out that you really need to put hashtags unless you have a lot of followers already. So the hashtags oh, on help. Instagram, I, yeah. Yeah, and I put a hashtag based on maybe if I think the piece is boho feel or if I think it's, you know, uh, it's a tree, like my tree bud necklaces. So I'll put Mother Nature, hashtag Mother Nature. And I found that that brings me in a much wider audience. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I've converted to sales from that. But mm-hmm. a lot of people like my feed, and it, it kind of – I try to have it play pretty well. But Instagram has been good. I think I've gotten a lot more traffic through Instagram. And I have to tell you, through Etsy, you can do marketing through Google Shopping, and that made mm-hmm. a huge difference in um, December and January, if your budget can afford it, because I got a lot of traffic that way to my shop, and I sold quite a number of pieces that way. Um, oh, good. Again, you kind of have to educate yourself, you know, pay per click and all that stuff, which, which I did. <laughs> so made a few yeah. hours along no, the way. No, and but. it's it's constantly moving. One thing, and I didn't have time to check your listing on Google Search and Maps. They've really expanded what you can do there. And so what we're going to do is look and see how you're showing up there and how, because you can add pictures of your business, videos. You can post things that go for seven days. So if you have a Valentine's Day sale, for example, you can say Valentine's Day sale, blah, blah, blah have a link right to the landing page where the sale item is and people can mm-hmm. buy. So they, that's where recommendations, um, I would say, is a good place to get recommendations because mm-hmm. it's like the biggest website in the world. And it gives you analytics. They've put together mm-hmm. some basic analytics that you can go in and look at and it gives you a sense of what you need to be looking at. And it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, analytics light, yeah. if you will, you know. No, it is. Are you yeah, are you on are Google My Business? I am on Google have My you Business. Been, I have some reviews. What are? I had done is I asked people that had purchased my pieces or had taken my classes to please go on and put, put a review up for me. Because small businesses, it's so important to get those reviews so mm-hmm. that people can – 
can really know that you're you're viable and you're and you're um uh oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're responsible. You know, and I really yes. try to especially on Etsy, I really try to personalize things. Whenever someone buys a piece from me, I send them an email saying, If you would be so kind as to review my shop, I'd really appreciate it. It's important for small businesses like mine. And if you do post a review, I'll send you a coupon for 15% off a future purchase. No expiration oh, date, great. no minimum purchase. So oh, I do great. that a lot um, because, you know, I, I just think that's nice. Yeah, the algorithms, the SEO, all that stuff, it's really, it is. It's important. It's important to, to be able to have people review and do it. And be, you have to be found. Let's face it. you got to be found. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Let's, I what, learned a lot of this from I, you, Mildred. I'm telling you, when I went to those uh, presentations at the Keats Agency. Oh, that, you know, I think I even have a picture of you maybe there. But, but and there's are, more. You know, it's very hard and for me to wrap my head around all this SEO and all this stuff. Oh my God, it's such a challenge for me. Yeah. So what I think we're gonna do, because we're not recording now, what mm-hmm. we will do is I'm gonna go edit. I'd like to do a follow up with you, um, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna look and see if you're on. Uh, you know. Do you, do you have your business set up so you just can't see your address? Let me see. I think, you know, I think on Google My Business you can see my address because I think you had to put an address. Yeah, the analytics are good this. because it, it tells you when people are looking. It tells you where your traffic oh. is coming from. Is it coming from external? Is it coming from here? It's yeah. it's, it's really yeah. helpful. Oh, and you know what was interesting I do um, marketing for a commercial um, business broker, mm-hmm. and I posted some stuff on Yelp, and I went over, and it bumped. I, I said, you know, I went, and I, then I was working on his Google My Business, and I looked. I said, what was that bump? What did I do that day? And that was when I had updated stuff on Yelp. Yeah. Because so I, I think I got a real, bump from the Google AdWords because what happened was, because I made like 20 sales in two months, and I said, what the hell is going on here, right? Yeah. So, because I had no idea what I did. I thought, I, did yeah. I, what did I tweak? You know, it's like, I, when, I was like, I, what did I do? What did I do that's different? Because why all of a sudden do I have getting all these sales? And what happened was Etsy yeah. ran a promotion. If you use Google Shopping, they, they would um, – if you had your something up to $5, your budget, yeah. at $5, yeah. they would – I'm trying to go into Etsy and see what the hell it was. They would pay half of whatever your bill was for the month through wow. February. Right? So I said, oh, wow. this is Google Shopping. So I said, oh, so they're going to pay half, so I upped my budget to $5 a day. Yeah. And – and then all of a sudden, all my impressions, and then I was, and that's the only thing I could think of that made my sales go up because I don't think it was just, I wasn't doing anything else really different. So, and then when the, I ended up spending a lot though. I ended up spending like seventy five dollars a month. So it kind of, I didn't lose money, but it was sort of it evened out. Yeah, but um, but still, I, so then I just you know, dropped my budget to a dollar a day. Yeah, yeah, I. I wish I could have someone come in and just do it for me and show me this is what you need to do, like, while I'm there. Okay, let's do this. 
because it's just more, so much more concrete for me that way. But yeah, because um, it works. Oh yeah. So many people, I don't know. No, no, because I I paid attention when you said, oh well, you know, Google, you know, they'll find you. They won't find you. I just remember it perfectly, like it was yesterday. You said to me. You're Kathy Buckley here, but you're Kathy Buckley cast me out there, and then you're Kathy Trummel Buckley here, and you need to have all the same name. And I went right home and changed everything. Oh, how exciting. I'm going to have to tell the Google partners for um, that. <laughs> because oh, yeah, I think, I'm working yeah, yeah. with people now. I'm working with the flooring. And they're, because you, you said know, Google so I'm writing not find to Google. You. What? Look at me. Google's not going to find you with all those different names. You need to have one name. And if you mm-hmm. put in, no, do I get found if you put in steampunk jewelry? No, because there's a million people that make jewelry. But at and least if someone gonna... kind of remembers, oh, it's Cats Me Out. They put in Cats Me Out. I show up on the first page. Yeah. You know, and if you put oh, in Kathy great. Buckley, I'm all over. I'm all over Google under Kathy Buckley. There's pictures of me. There's pictures of my jewelry. There's my Facebook page. There's my Etsy page. There's, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. at least if someone remembers part of my name and they do a search, you know, they then, saw me then they there and they don't connect. remember, oh, but they're like, website. Oh, here's her Facebook page. So, um, yeah. well, this is great. You know what? There's Google two business. kinds of people. There's two kinds of people. So I'll say, do you want to do a podcast? Okay. And one kind of person says, well, you know, I don't really know. Could you send me a link to some? And what do you think it'll do? And uh, do, 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 and they go, well, and they're never going to do it. It's free advertising. And, and then there's the like, oh, sure, but it what time? How do I do it? Well, I don't know how to do it, but I'll, I'll do it, you know? And so I was so thrilled that you said yes, you know? <laughs> I went, great, sure, Who you would know? say yes? That's just dumb not to say oh, yes. Oh, you would not believe. I don't know. Well, really? What do you think? I mean, I, you know, and they, they're just, and, and I just say, okay, yeah, I'll send you a link and, you know, good luck to you, you know. Um, oh, yeah, I want to do one, but maybe not right now. Um, I'll listen to, I, I swear to God, as soon as that comes up, I go, okay, here's the link. Yes, thank you very much. You know, we know you'll never do it, but uh and the beauty of it is all you do is dial in, you know, and yeah. talk. But well, it's so the marketing. Work. I've, sent, I've done so many go-to meetings with work. I mean, I educate the nurses at work. I just had to do voiceovers for a whole education module. I did nine modules. I did all Ooh. the voiceover for 